backwards. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Hey, everyone. It's Tori, founder of The Mighty Games. I'm back for another Roll Call interview. Today, I am joined with Angie. How are you today? Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. All right. Thank you for having, like, for agreeing to do this with me. <laughs> so let's go ahead and give everyone your quick rundown, how long you've been training jiu-jitsu, your belt, where you train, all that jazz. So I am a black belt. Uh, under Phil and Rick McLeary's in uh, Philly. I train at Bound Studios. Uh, I have been training eight years, full-time. I think that's important to note. With the <laughs> thing. Um, I am also the co-founder of the Jiu-Jitsu Cannibal Co. Yeah. Uh, which is a fun new kind of little project on the side. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's, 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 that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay. So, um, I always ask everyone, like, what got you into the sport of jujitsu? So interesting story. So my husband is also a black belt. Um, and he was training for about eight years before I started training. He was actually a brown belt when I started. Okay. Totally disinterested in jujitsu. When he talked about it, I'd be like, oh, this again. Yeah. And he was like, constantly be like pummeling for underhooks and we're hugging and <laughs> I just didn't want anything to do with it. So he needed a ride to a seminar. He was teaching a seminar in a school in Jersey. And I don't know, for some reason, I just didn't think that girls did jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Like even I was in my thirties too. It's not like I was like a young person. I, mean, I was just like, Oh, wow. It's just like, no it's a boy thing. Yeah. And there was just this pocket of women in front of where I was sitting and they were working on this like half guard sweep. And I'm like watching him do it. And then I'm, I was saying to the girl, I'm like, oh, I think your foot's in the wrong spot. Like, here's me, like, no training whatsoever. Excuse me, man. Never wore a gi. I'm like, oh, um, I think your foot's in the wrong spot. And the girl's like, oh, they must, he must teach you so much stuff. And I was like, no, nah, I don't know. Really. <laughs> and then that night I was like, I think I'm going to come in and like just mess around with jujitsu, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to do like one day a week, self-defense stuff. Mm, and then you. that was it. I did mm-hmm. one day. The first week I went in, I did one day. The second week I did three days. And then within six months, I was training five days a week, constant, just crazy, crazy stuff. I swear it's, it's always like, you know, I'm like, just, let me just try it out. It may, exactly. it may you know, just be a fun little thing I do on the side. Yep. And then it takes over your entire life. Yeah. I mean now, so, <laughs> so it worked out, it worked out great in the long run, but I, so I got laid off as soon as I got my blue belt. Mm-hmm. I got laid off from my job. So I was, a, I was a pastry chef and, um, I just was like, I'm just going to train. I'm going to get unemployment. It's going to be awesome. Right. I spent this whole summer training. It's literally and, my new COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You're like, I'm just going to roll. It's going to be so great. And then when it came time to go back to work because my unemployment was running out, I was like, Oh, I got to get a job that lets me train. Like mm-hmm. none. And then I was so invested because I ended up being off almost a year. I was like, I think just shy of getting my purple belt. And I was just like, forget it. I have to find a job that's like part-time or something. Uh-huh. And then eventually I quit my job completely and I just work at the gym. So pretty much- There you go. Okay. upside down. <laughs> you know, like right now, obviously my husband and I are both out of work. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no school. We still in Philly, we can't have jujitsu. So- Oh, really? Yeah. We're, so we were supposed Ugh. to go. So I don't know if, if Florida's doing the same. Like we have like a red, yellow, green- um, we have we have phase one, two, and three, but Florida's yeah. a hot mess. So you cannot, you cannot. You guys' cases are. Crazy. You cannot listen to. I think we just we, we just had ten thousand yesterday. Yeah, I don't okay. even think we hit ten ten at all. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know in Philly we were we were topping out at like two thousand cases a day, and like right now we're like around a hundred. So like we're like maybe fourth in the country right now in COVID yeah. cases. I mean, it's bad here. Yeah. Um, man, COVID has. 
has changed the game. Um, different. <laughs> so do you guys have any, have you have any, you know, thought you talk about the color system of when your gyms will be able to open back up? So, you know, we're supposed to, we were supposed to go green on July 3rd. Okay. And that, that came and went and they, they said they wanted to have less than 80 cases per day before they were going to allow indoor dining. Um, so you can't even do indoor dining there. No, there's no indoor dining yet. And then there's no indoor exercise. So like Planet oh. Fitness isn't open. Like oh, any number okay. of like just regular fitness gyms aren't, you can't have like dance classes. Like our, wow. our, oh, our yeah, you guys are much more shut down. Yeah, our location is, we're, it's the last section of stuff that's still mm -hmm. closed, but our location shares, um, we're in the same building as a dance studio and they're not allowed to be open because they have, you know, indoor classes. So, Man. Um, yeah, so I, I, they said in green, but then I don't know what kind of like stipulations we're going to be under because if they have, so right now, I don't know if this is true for Florida, but in Philadelphia, Specifically, there's a mask mandate. So any indoor activity, you have to wear a mask. So with your gyms being closed, are, is your gym doing like the Zoom training? Have you tried to, any other adaptive ways to train? So we're not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think, so. Hard to ease into that. Like, we're not. You know, it's, it's really hard because, so first let me just explain that there are, my husband and I run the Center City location. There's three main locations in Philly. Mm -hmm. um, we are not the owners. There's two owners that the guys that I got my black belt from. Mm -hmm. um, and we have hundreds of students within the three um, locations. Mm -hmm. so I think, I think what happened originally is we kind of were in this, like, it's only going to be a couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't want to set this whole thing up and then we won't be able to do it and this and that and this. So we have a Facebook group um, some of the instructors posting videos, things gotcha. like that. We kind of keep everybody in the loop, but it's just really hard because now it's been so long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just don't know how effective online learning is for, it's not for everyone. It's not for everybody like me. Like I'm not a video watcher. Right. So like, I don't, I don't go on YouTube and like watch, I mean, sometimes I'll watch competition footage or something like that, but I just don't learn that way. I got to feel mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Like show me a move. I go to class. I got to drill it. I got to feel it. And then I got to roll with it and see if it's going to work. Right. So yeah. for me, it's like when I put that, like just those, those feelings in my mind, I'm like, all right, if I'm watching a class, I'm like, well, a lot of people don't like, I'm lucky enough to have a, a person at home that trains. Right. Yeah. So he, he and I could be part of the class and, mm -hmm. and like get something out of it. But just feel like most people don't have anybody. Like, I mean, how many people are going to be able to grab their husband or wife and be like, babe, let me try this. Let me try yeah. this on you real quick. You know? Yeah. So it's just hard. I mean, I think there are people, you know, that are successful with it and I think it's great. And I just think it really just depends on the school. And also I just think our student body is just too big. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a huge, yeah, that is, that's pretty. Yeah. I mean, I think it's under city. We probably have about 150 like active students, which okay. is a lot. Of people. Yeah. It's good yeah, it's a big you. school. It's a small school, but it's a lot of people. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, well, you're, you're seeing people who are, who are trying to do different types of learning. I think when it started, when we first were like shut down, there was a big, like, like, um, surge of everyone trying to do the, the learning yeah. and kind of like petered out. Um, I just, I just don't know how much people really want to just watch someone else do jujitsu. It's, you know what? I will say for like, as into jujitsu as I am, I am a terrible person for watching jujitsu. Same. I, it's not that, in, like, I, I, it sounds bad saying, but it's like, it's not that interesting to watch for me. 
unless it's a well, I totally get it. Unless it's a certain thing I'm watching and like a breakdown. Yeah. But like I have people at our gym who will literally watch hours of jujitsu. Oh, my husband, he watched jujitsu all day, every day. I'm like, I'm still so bored by this. Like <laughs> it's I'm a black belt. I don't care. I'm like, I can't I gotta see it for myself. Yeah, I it's a unit. I have to be active in it. Like I watch, right. I'll watch um I've been watching like a bunch of I've been watching like a bunch of old wrestling and like sumo wrestling clip like yeah. that I can watch for hours. Yeah. But like watching jujitsu, um, it I, I have to be in a certain I have to be in a certain mindset, like, oh, I really want to learn or I really want to watch this person do this, watch the progression of their game. But like how people how I can just go and watch like, you know, like this weekend, I'm gonna watch probably like seven straight hours of MMA. I could never do that for jujitsu no yeah. gi gi i know i know the sports more it's getting they're finding ways of making it more entertaining yeah can't do it <laughs> i'm kind of a hypocrite because like i want to see action but at the same time i have no problem stalling someone out but like you get it. yeah of course because it's so like game. i get it but like it sounds like yeah. i don't but like no one has to watch me either. I have like, no that's problem different in competition over. than it is in like training. Mm-hmm. It's like, and when you're training, it should be about practicing moves, not about yeah. winning, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're going to compete like that, I don't, I don't really see a problem with that. I mean, if you're talking about making it exciting for viewers, that's well, probably not the most exciting thing to do. But yeah, I'm not. That's a strategy, right? It's that's- it's a winning strategy, in fact, especially for IBJJF. Mm-hmm. So you uh, know, especially in a tournament system. Yeah, it's like you sure. have to go to the next level or you're done. I probably, right. I don't even know what I would look like in a super fight scenario because it's like, <laughs> can't, let's see where we're going to go with this. Like, so, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's one of those things I think it, I don't know if jujitsu will ever be exciting to people that don't do jujitsu. <laughs> well, I think, I think that's combat sports in general. Yeah, we, we all live in this bubble where we know it's like it's so exciting, but the average person does not want to choke each other for hobby. Like the like, um, I was trying to explain. Like, I got into I got into jujitsu because I was an MMA fan, and like I yeah. thought MMA was like, oh my god, this is so awesome. And then I look at my mom, my sister, like, what are you watching? Like, I don't <laughs> watch this. This is terrible. But like we we get so like wrapped up in it that we think that like of course this is gonna catch on and ever no it's really not it's not. it is for everyone within jujitsu but it's not for everyone no and I mean I think that's sort of like any sport any sport uh, but especially a combat sport you know and then if you're talking about MMA specifically like I have not met one single person that isn't a little bit messed up that wants to get punched in the face. <laughs> it's, as someone who trained Muay Thai just as much jiu-jitsu as, and Muay Thai is the same amount of time it's like you gotta be like a little bit weird well, like, that's <laughs> where um, I have friends who are MMA fighters and they always get like oh they try to put us MMA fighters in a, in a certain line I was like okay well let's just think about this logically this is not a smart career choice like health wise boxing no. all that these are this is yeah you're literally putting your body online. And if you go even like for either like like football, that's not a smart sport. I think we are risk adverse. Like some people, I think that's a really great quality. Like I give everyone the props in the world who actually want to fight because like you are putting yourself in such a position of like sink or swim. Like it's, 
Yeah. I don't have that in me. I think a lot of people, you know, you get these ideas like, oh, I could do this. I don't have it in me. I am not a person who could, like, you know, get into a cage or get into a arena and like yeah, straight up fight someone. Um, so for someone to like look at that, like, yeah, I got this. I'm like, evolution has got that out of my brain because we are not <laughs> in that fight stage. We don't have that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, you know, I guess there's just levels of like what you're willing to accept to put yourself through mm-hmm. in order to I mean I don't know if it's like I mean is it like chasing glory maybe a little bit but like I think there's tears there's tears to it what's acceptable to certain people so you know you have people that come in the gym and and me I see so many different kinds of people because that's what I do all day Mm -hmm. I'm the first person someone sees in jujitsu when they come into the school so you know I see people that want to do just recreation Mm -hmm. they just want something fun I see people that are like obsessed with MMA and they think they're going to be MMA fighters. And after two classes, they're like, Oh no, Uh -uh. I do not want to be an MMA fighter. Right. There are people that are, are, you know, victims of abuse or, or assaults that want to come in and defend themselves. I mean, there's so many different reasons Mm -hmm. to do jujitsu and to do Muay Thai or MMA. And just, I think ultimately like the value in it becomes just the empowerment. So however, however they want to do jujitsu to get that feeling i'm here to support that yeah. right so it's like if you want to do mma and you want to fight like i'm going to do my best to support you as a coach if you want to come in and just have fun and like mess around with your friends i'm here to support you as a coach yeah. I, mean, I think there's a lot of like well if you're not going to do it like this and you shouldn't do it at all and it's like yeah who cares if they want to come in and just do forward rolls and be really bad at rolling <laughs> it's their practice you know what I mean that's a that's the one thing I was um I think we can agree on is like the great thing about jujitsu like I did say like jujitsu is not for everyone as in like everyone on the street isn't going to want to do jujitsu but I will say the good thing about what I'm learning about this sport is there are multiple ways for people to be involved in the sport like you said you could be training in different way you can start a business within Mm -hmm. the jujitsu scope and never train so there's yeah. different ways that you can be a part of the jujitsu community or in the jujitsu bubble that, you know, doesn't mean you're trying to be the next world champion. For sure. Yeah. So that's and I think cool. most people aren't going to be that. And no. that's okay. You know what most I mean? Most people won't compete. Like most people, that's just not, no, I not mean, their thing. 70% of people probably do it either zero to one time. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, I think, you know, I think that depends on the environment of the school too. Like we're yeah. not the one pushing it at our school. So, you know, we probably have less competitors than maybe we would. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm know. the most active competitor in my school. And I only compete like maybe four times a year, yeah, maybe four or five. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. I'm like, Dang. yeah, that's, that's where I cap it. Cause I have a, <laughs> I have a, I have a space. Normally this would be like the tail end of when I compete. I compete from like February to April. I mean, February yeah. to um, like August and then I'm done because yeah. I don't want to do anything else. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame you at all, you know? Yeah, um, I, it's like it, it, even doing jiu-jitsu full time, like it's, it's not, there's like ebbs and flows for what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I have been doing jiu-jitsu what I would, as a job since I was a purple belt and you're talking about at least six years ago I guess five five and a half years ago something like that so I mean like there are times where I hate jujitsu <laughs> like I'm like I don't want to do jujitsu I don't want to go teach this private lesson 
I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. How many times I got to tell somebody to get the underhook? Oh my God. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, Stop going for arm bars. You're not going to get the head and arm throw. Yeah, like I've been telling you, don't do it like that. <laughs> you don't listen. You know, and it's like how it, just like that with competition, some people fall in love with it. They love the rush of it, whatever it is. Some people try it once, they hate it. And mm-hmm. I think, I think jujitsu is just that way. And, and I, I really think what we need to do as coaches and school owners and, and facilitators of jujitsu yeah. is to make it okay for people to do jujitsu however they want to do jujitsu. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like with, you know, with not then, being animal, of course, yeah, like, you know, like, don't you be a douche. Don't headbutt everybody. That's not Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, so being a female coach and being a female black belt, as you've like gone through like the process, you said you've been coaching, you've been teaching somewhere since you were a purple belt. Mm-hmm. How has that progress been? Like, what has that been like for you? Like coming into your own as a coach and as a owner? You know, not without challenges, but also I feel like I've had some great support. So, so for me, like I was a super eager blue belt <laughs> like, and my school when I when I started there were a couple women mm-hmm. amazing they're all great I'm still friends with them to this day most of them and there was no there was no women's only training there was no like um they were just kind of there mm-hmm. right it's like we're there and it, it wasn't like weird or abnormal or normal or anything it's just like there's here's some girls that we train that we train right and for me I was like no we got to make this big. Like, why aren't there more women here? Mm-hmm. Right. In a school of like, I, I don't know how, let's say there was a hundred people. How come there's only four? Like, yeah. Well, there should be 40. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is for women. Right. So, so remember like you get sold on jujitsu because it's the smaller and weaker opponent. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, where are all the small weak ones? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, where is everybody? So, so initially it was started with like this quest for like more women. Okay. <laughs> I find these women that want to do jujitsu. And so I begged Phil and Rick. I was like, please let me do a women's only class. Like, I didn't want to teach a class. I didn't know shit. I was a blue belt. <laughs> I only know how to do a cut pass and, a, and an Americana. <laughs> so hey, like, competition's been well, one with less. That's still all I do too, right? But like, so that was my initial thing. I was like, get the girls on board. Let's do this women's meetup. And which is to this day, the same day. <laughs> like we moved it up by one hour, but the class is still going strong. Um, and then I used to think, I think as like a, as a newer teacher, like, okay, like my, my quest to give back to jujitsu is going to be women's jujitsu. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, no, no. What can I do to further that? Like, how can I make it normal for women to teach co-ed classes? Mm -hmm. How can it be, what can we do to push this further? Right. Because women teach in a women's only class, women teach in the kids' classes, it's kind of pretty common, yeah, right? Pretty common. Going on a Friday night, nogi at 7 p.m. and the head coach is a female, not super common, yeah. <laughs> right? And so that became my next, I was like, oh, no, no, now we're going to go. Let's take this further. <laughs> not just for myself, but for my girls, mm-hmm. for my purple belts now, right? Like now I, we have female teachers teaching multiple classes. Could it be better? For sure. There's only so many classes. I don't know about mm-hmm. your school, but somebody basically has to like quit to get a job teaching. You know how jujitsu is. Yeah. So there's not that many classes to teach, but right now, you know, we have several females teaching the beginners classes, myself teaching the advanced 
classes. Um, so yeah, it was more like, how can we, how can we create an environment where women come in and they see successful women, mm -hmm. right? Like here's a successful woman. She's not just like, oh, she's a black belt for a girl or she's a purple yeah. belt for a girl. It's just like, please. Yeah. Like, you know, and nobody's harder on the women than other women. Than I am <laughs> like nobody like, so, and now we have, oh my gosh, we must have, I would say we have 40 women. What? We have about 25 that are like super active. Okay. Um, so I'm coming know. as soon as COVID's over. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, please. please <laughs> um, I mean, there's nights where the women's class on Monday night is 16 women. It's awesome. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing to see. And the most amazing part for me is that I, I have very little involvement in the, mm -hmm. in the, the, crew like i'm i'm with the crew but i'm also the coach of everybody so it's not the same as it used to be so to me it's great to see the other women be empowered for them to take responsibility for you know taking on new students taking on the new women and making them feel comfortable so i think i think the big thing for me and we you know kind of touched on this before we started is like how do i even create an environment for women mm -hmm. right so I, I went to a women's camp um i'm sure you know emily kwok and val worthington they have mm -hmm. a um, groundswell grappling camp and leca Vieira was one of the coaches she was like the guest coach of it and she was like remember we had like a roundtable discussion and, and one of the girls asked like well you know these girls come in and like they think it's going to be easy and i show them it's not easy and then they quit and it's like leca was like well what are you doing to make them stay yeah. So I think what what I heard was like it's not my job to tell them jujitsu is hard. Yeah. Right. Like we know it's hard. <laughs> like it's, yeah. It, it's not for everybody, right? We just had this conversation. Physical activity. Like, Physical activities yeah, are typically hard. And it's, and it's also super emotional, right? Yeah. Like you're going to get pushed in a lot of different ways, and especially for women, like we're we're coming from a society that tells us that we're we're weaker. Mm -hmm. that we're not a, we don't have as much fortitude we're not meant for combat we're, mm -hmm. we're supposed to be staying home and baking keep bread. your aggression to a minimum baking bread is awesome i bake a lot of bread but <laughs> you know what i mean so i think one of the things that i try to set an example of is is to be a source of support mm -hmm. not it's not my job to show you like, well, cross face is a cross face and I'm going to cross face you the same way I cross face this guy. Yeah. And that's true. But also you got to build up to that. Absolutely. You, you can't, you can't have like, some of my girls are a hundred pounds wet. <laughs> I mean, they're tiny little things and they can scrap, man. They're, mm -hmm. tough. they're tough. They're tougher than a lot of dudes, you know, mentally. So it's mm -hmm. like, I think that that value in, in, showing them that they can do it and being a support for them in that aspect is so important and it's more important to, than showing them that like jujitsu is hard gotcha you know i mean like we we know it's hard it's i'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything for anybody but it does i don't have to make it harder so yeah for example let's say it's a girl's first night of rolling right and i and i see her and i know she's scared to ask people mm -hmm going to ask her to roll mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to tell her who's cool to roll with. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go encourage other people to ask her to roll and say, this is her first night. She's terrified. Yeah. Go roll with her. You know what I mean? And, and you create an environment for everybody 
when, when you're like that as a coach, as a leader, whatever, instead of being like, well, if she's too scared and she's going to sit up against the wall, that's yeah. on her. And I've seen it. I've seen it many times. I've seen it with guys and girls, but you know, I think for women, it's especially intimidating mm-hmm. to come to a space where you're like, okay, everybody's wrestling. They're all bigger than me. Like I'm usually bigger than the girls too. Right. So I'm like, bigger than know, some of the guys, <laughs> bigger than some of the guys for sure. So it's like, I get it. And I try to be a little bit more empathetic. And then, especially then I was, I think at, at like a more immature belt level at a more immature space in my jujitsu where I was kind of that person. Like, well, if you're not going to train hard. Yeah. Think, right. And it's like, you know what? One good surgery will take you right out of that mindset. <laughs> right. You, you know, but, what I've noticed is like, um, you're talking about the whole, um, we're, we're trying to like build each other up and we're trying to create yeah. this, 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 community where people feel welcome there. I do think sometimes when you're newer in your jujitsu journey, you have to fight that urge to think of the other women in your space as like your rivals. Yeah. In the regard that there's just, there's like a natural pairing off that happens in jujitsu classes when you're, when it's low women, um, it's like you and this other person. So you know, you're going to go up against this person time and time again. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we come from a society that we often, we, we pit each other against them. Like there's room for one woman in this this area. Um, I think one of the good things, and let me know if you, your thoughts on this as well, of getting, uh, having a strong female presence in your gym is it breaks down that mentality because now it's not you versus the other girl. It's you in a room of, you know, 10, 5, 10, 15 other women. So now it's less about a challenge, more about um, getting better together. Exactly. And I think, I think that is, is so important. Just when you're, you know, one of a small group of women in your school and you're trying to build a team program, Mm -hmm. right? The best thing I see in, in my women's group is that you can go nuts on each other and train hard and still hug it out at the end. Like, I don't know how many times I've got off the mat after a hard match with some, somebody like a guy and been like, fuck this guy. Oh yeah. yeah. But I'm like, you're going to dig in my face a little bit like that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Because when you're on, I'm going to do it with you. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, I think there's, there's a commiseration and a camaraderie that you get from anybody else. So it's, people that understand where you're coming from. And it's not, it's not always about being small. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of where it gets me a lot because I face a lot of the same challenges as women, regardless of my size. Right. So there's still guys that don't want to roll with me. Mm-hmm. because I'm a girl. And, and the, the reasons have changed mm-hmm. right before when you're less skilled, it's because maybe they don't want a boring match. Maybe they don't want to let you move, let you move around. And then sometimes when you're more skilled, it becomes about the fear of getting physically by a, by a female right and i mean oh i get it a little bit just before see i keep telling like when, when, when i like to talk about like self-help i mean self-care and all that and one of my yeah. biggest thing is like self-care is not linear you're gonna be doing all this because like just two weeks now i had a full breakdown when i was braiding my hair because i was like i don't know how to do this, this is stupid like i don't want to do anything and then like Three days later, I was back to like, oh, let's do an interview. So. No, it's so true. It's so true. And I think too, too it's like, no, like when did we like forget to be kind to ourselves mm-hmm. and like allow ourselves the space to like grow and be better, but also take steps backwards. Yep. 
right? Which I think maybe we probably should have talked about this on the podcast, but it's the same thing with like, you know, like losing weight, gaining weight, Mm -hmm. all all those things. It's like, when did we start? Like I've gone through periods where I've woken up and for weeks at a time, the first thing I thought was, well, you ate like shit yesterday. You're yeah. Right. At weeks at a time why do we have to actively pursue being kind to ourselves? Why is the natural setting like you're a piece of shit because you ate a piece of cake? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we have, um, we well, this is supposed to be, this is going to go on our podcast hub, which was supposed to just be one podcast. I just never, you know, I never got it kicked up. We all, we, I actually finally got someone who's going to do it with me, whether she knows it or not, (laughs) we're going to start it. But one of the topics that we're going to talk about is self-compassion. I love that. Yeah. I feel that like, um, especially with like women in jujitsu is we are so great for rooting for other people, but mm-hmm. not for ourselves. For sure. Yeah. We give, we, we offer so much kindness to other women who come into the sport, but we put ourselves under like a microscope and like we, we judge ourselves so harshly and we don't give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. And, um, yeah, we expect everyone else to be like, no, you're, you're fantastic. You're wonderful. And you look yeah. at yourself like, oh my God, look at my stomach. I did yeah, not need that other taco. You can't even accept the compliment anymore. Exactly. It really, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, you know, so many, there's, there's so many times where I've have like talked people off a ledge about being harsh on themselves as a coach, as a mentor. And then I'm like, if you could just apply 10% of that reasoning to yourself, you would be so much better space personally. <laughs> but I never take my own advice. Uh-uh. Like, it's- did you say that to, to, to one of your students? And I'm like, no, I would never say that. I would never yeah. look at somebody in the mirror and be like, what, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's crazy. But yeah, I never, I never thought more, like, I didn't, I never took a lot of stock into like the, um, what is the thing you do? Um, Oh my God, the word's like slipping me when you like um, affirmations. Yeah, yeah. I never took much stock into them. I thought they were like so corny and so cheesy. Well, yeah, because it sounds like all like namaste. And, like, yeah. And you're like, no. But like the first time I really like, you know what? I'm going to try to do this for X amount of time. And it was just something simple as like, you're a good person. You're capable of good things. Like, Mm-hmm. like you can um you're trying to do better than you are and that's good enough and like the first couple of times that I did that the first time I did it not like okay you're a good person like I sat and I looked in a mirror and actually said it. I started crying because like yeah. oh my god I don't believe this about myself no it's really How I expect anyone else to look at me if I can't like looking at myself in a mirror and being like you're worthy of happiness I was like yeah am I like Boom. No, it's hard. Eight o'clock in the morning, burst out crying. Like, oh my god, am I worthy of happiness? And then what? What starts to happen is because you have that narrative going on in your brain. Other people express like love and and joy mm-hmm. for you, at you, with you, and you're like, is Shut that down. real? Should I? You really think that about? And you don't believe it, right? Because uh-huh. you're like, oh, this is. There was an there was an that ongoing problem. thing. Yeah, there was an ongoing thing where I used to say that like I don't have emotions. <laughs> and not like not in a cold way but like in a um I was never a super comforter like I don't I don't comfort people well I'm better than I was but I wasn't like that like I don't um I don't express emotions very well on like an intimate level Mm -hmm. and um 
it was a joke. They're like, oh, well, Taurus, like, yeah, no, I have no feelings toward this. It was a joke. And then as I got older, I realized it like a, I don't allow myself to feel certain emotions because of the vulnerability or yeah, because sure. I don't feel that way about myself. So I don't like, I've, again, I've learned this through my own self. Like, I don't feel that way about myself. I didn't feel that way about myself. How can I expect someone else to feel that way about me? Because they, they, they couldn't possibly. Yeah. So that- no, it's, it's, it's super real. It's like, it's one of those things where it's just, sometimes it's a defense mechanism mm-hmm. for the way that others treat you. Like I know like coming up in, in like a, a male dominated industry and in, in the culinary field, and then again in jujitsu is like, yeah, I can fake it till I make it all day mm-hmm. and then I get in my car and sob. Yeah. And be like, this is too much. I can't, I can't have the weight of all of women's jujitsu on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I can't deal with all of that. And then like, you know, you, you do get this. Cause I think I can put this off myself that, that kind of feeling where you're like, suck it up, big boy. You'll be fine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then in the meantime, I'm like, if that was happening to me, I would be crying. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You oh. know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh, I get like, it's so funny because there's so many dynamics. Like you can be so good. It's like, okay, so for, here's a perfect like jujitsu example. So I can walk by a match, right? It's like my two, two of my purple belts are going and I'll be like, that dude needs to learn the X pass. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'll stop. I'm like, come over here. You got to learn the X pass. Like that's mm-hmm. the one thing you're missing in that match. And then I get in a match and then I'm like, how can I pass this guy's guard? And my, I literally can't even apply the same. I'm like, you should have just did the X pass. <laughs> yep. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's the same thing. And you're like, why can't you apply? It's like, we, we gather up all these great things and like you read and, you, and you're like, yeah, this tomorrow's the 2020 is my year. This is my year. Yeah. I'm gonna do all these things. Everything's going to be perfect. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to eat egg whites and not pop tarts. And I'm going to, like, I'm going to be a better person and I'm, I'm not going to judge this person based on these things and blah, blah, blah. And then you tell all these people this stuff and then you're sitting there like, I ate the Pop-Tarts. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> I don't deserve happiness. It's like, I ate those Pop-Tarts. I have no control. I have no self. Yeah, like Exactly. I, I am a failure. And I think this is why you're the way you are. Exactly. And I feel like that's one of the things that we really are, um, one of the reasons that like I started the Mighty Dames and that I started doing um, more personal, like T- Tori the Grappler start blogging and vlogging side things is that um, for most of my life, I lived in my head and I was, it's, mm-hmm. it's so funny to see me today versus even 10 years ago, 15 yeah. years ago. I was a completely different person. It was very more, much more internal. Yeah. And what I was realizing, I think what a lot of us do is we think that we are the only one in that situation mm-hmm. or there is not a, no one could possibly understand a fraction of what you're feeling. So keep yeah. it to yourself. I, I still do this, which I'm trying to do better. Like I like, when I have a certain feeling, my first instinct is just to push it down. Oh, We're yeah. not feeling that right now. Yeah. And as I got older, I realized how unhealthy that is. It's so bad. Yeah. It, it's, it's not an easy habit to break though. Have you ever no. read any of uh, Brene Brown's books? No. So Brene Brown, um, she is actually, she studies shame response in mm-hmm. humans, <laughs> right? Oh my God. This is um, like right up my alley. I would love to read this. Yeah. So she's got some great books. And, and the reason that I love, um, the reason that I love her book, I'll send you some links is, yeah. uh, she gives you some real tools mm-hmm. to use. Um, and so, so the, 
the gist of a lot of it is like strength and vulnerability and showing up and being seen even for your flaws Mm -hmm. and how that actually creates human connection, right? I've had so much great advice from so many like women before me. And that, that's why it's such a great thing that you're having a podcast and doing this kind of stuff because we're such a resource for each other Mm -hmm. because it's, 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 it's not that like, I couldn't hear any of these, these like tidbits from a guy. It just, Mm -hmm. it's, different there's more camaraderie when you're hearing it from somebody yeah like you you know what I mean I think that's why Mighty Dames is so <laughs> important because it's because it is a minority and as mm-hmm. far as as far as jiu-jitsu is concerned as far as women in jiu-jitsu like it's like this small pocket of women that we're going to come across a lot of the same issues and it's just nice to hear from somebody you're like I've been there mm-hmm. I might not have the best answer. On how I got to do something it, for you. I got something for you. And I, I, you know, I think that just brings it back to like, how can I create a space for women to feel confident in their jujitsu? And it's mm-hmm. by saying like, you know what? I was there, but I also got past it. Yeah. It you helps. Know? It helps to have like a, you know, a peer who can, to can relate to you on that level. It just, certain things come better out of a certain speaker. It's just like people can say yeah. the exact same thing, but it's going to, it's going to invoke a different emotion. It's going to, it's going to resonate differently depending on who tells it to you. So yeah. 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 I think um, that's true. Okay. So I see behind your shoulder, we got some goodies. So yeah. like so, not recent, somewhat recently, um, six months old yeah that's yeah recently so recently you and her husband started up a company well you had a little side hustle going on so totally random one day josh said to me we should learn how to make our own candles (laughs) i don't know about you but i'm like obsessed with candles right i like candles every room i will start this by saying i hate wax it is a weird gross out thing of mine i have no candles in my house i do not allow any form of wax you've never experienced a different kind of wax i i (laughs) all wax all right makes me actually everybody but you (laughs) yeah i'm I'm very weird like i'm very very weird on this like i don't wax my eyebrows because i don't like wax i don't have candles because i can't do wax is there something that i feel that way about let me think about this foie gras and um and uh uni i feel that way about the texture just like, both mm. just like nah i yeah. can't, can't get down like, with that my no luxury but i'm like nah one of my biggest things that kills me is like if i my sister my everyone else in my family loves wax loves candles they have candles everywhere i accidentally touch wax and it goes on my finger literally makes me gag but that's enough about my weirdness please tell yeah, us so more about your are awesome <laughs> Just don't touch them or give one to Tori. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, so we we were just honestly just came out of like a, a a desire to save a couple bucks on buying candles at first. I was like, oh, you know, but you don't know this about me, but I am like an all or nothing person. So if I'm like doing something, I'm just gonna do it all the way, or I'm not gonna do it at all. So it went from like, oh, I'll just get like a pound of wax and make a candle, and we'll just have this candle, and it'd be so cool to be in like wouldn't it be funny if we had a candle called white belt tears <laughs> and it smelled like the tears of white belts. Right. So in true Angie Vogel fashion, I had to go like a thousand percent. with it. <laughs> um, 
And it's been amazing. It's actually an amazing little business. People seem to love it. I hope. Yeah. I mean, we have some repeat customers now. So, but yeah, we have, um, it's all jujitsu inspired candles, soaps. We just came out with a, a cleansing spray. That's like an alcohol base. Okay. I um, see. So actually t-shirts? like, what's that? Do we have oh, yeah, we just, now? Jujitsu stinks, light a candle. There yeah, you go. Um, yeah. You know, t- just like a funny, you, you know, you have those ideas and you're like, this will never be a thing. And it then I, a thing. like, but then you're in a shower and I'm like, wait, why can't this be a thing? Mm-hmm. It can totally be something, right? Yeah. So we're just like plugging along with our little 500 followers. <laughs> that's no, that's uh, well, I will, I will say, I when I saw you do candles, I was like, oh man, you know, I want to support it, but I know yeah. candles, man. And then the soap. You came out with the soaps. Yeah. <laughs> so um I haven't done the Fruit Loop one yet, but I think I had one. I bought a couple. Yeah, I remember, I'm trying to think of what you ordered. Was it lime? Something with lime in it. It was like a split Each bar. Lime or something. Lime yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my that's one of those soaps where I'm just like, like I'm a I'm a rag person where I need a rag, but that's the one I'm just yeah. like, oh, I like this. Luxurious. It feels soap. nice. So well, like, yeah, like we were talking about, no, I, I just bought like dial soap. Now I'm like, oh, this bougie soap is much better. It's nice. It's nice. It smells so nice. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have like little scrubbies and stuff in it too for after training. Yes. It's nice to kind of get some of the nasty off you when you're done rolling. It definitely has, it makes me like, um, I used to do, you know, when you're younger and you like wash your face, you have that, you know, that soup, that simple like water. You just use soap and water to wash your face yep. off. Now I have, I, I kid you not, I have like a six part face washing station in my bathroom <laughs> and you know, it takes me like 10 minutes to wash my face every morning, but like, let me go to my sister's house and she not have it. I was like, what is this? Yeah. You need it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like that. I have like four different types of soap in my <laughs> bathroom. This is how I feel about candles though. So I get uh, okay. I love the soap, but the candles is where it's at for me. I love smelling stuff. Okay. Like, Ooh, this, but yeah, it's, it's, it's actually really fun. Um, um, what's I the name? Uh, Jujitsu Candle Co. Okay. Super easy. Super easy to Google. <laughs> Keep it basic. You cannot mess that up. <laughs> Website's jujitsucandles.com. So you okay. can't mess that one up either. Um, uh, same on Instagram, same on Facebook, Jujitsu Candle Co. Um, but yeah, I'd love for you guys to check it out. And it's, it's, uh, it's been a fun project. So if you guys have any names for any candles that you want to see, what we usually do is if we choose to use your name, we send you some free stuff. So, okay. So I have to in a position to pay money yet <laughs> for ideas, but someday okay. right so, now we're offering free stuff. <laughs> what I'm hearing is like in this universe where I like candles, like yeah. I have to have a themed scent of the mighty days. Yeah. So what would be a mighty scent hmm. for us? So it's got to, okay, let's think. What does a Mighty Dame smell like? What is a Mighty In the Dame? positive, though, not like what we know we can yeah, smell. Not, not like the real smell. All right, so I'm thinking like sweet and strong, of right? co- Oh, of course. So maybe some kind of like sandalwood, incense kind of floral. Mmm. A little fruit, maybe. Feeling this. I'm, I'm liking, I like where we're going here, so. We can make you a spray. Oh, see, I love a spray. <laughs> yeah, we'll make you a room spray. Oh my gosh, I love a I love a good spray. That that'd be perfect. So we're gonna, gonna we're gonna brainstorm this because yeah, I'll think on this. This would be great. Yeah, that's a great. Yes, idea. it's a good collab. Like it's I think hey it's, now. I, yeah, 
you know I'll you know I'll I will I will pimp your stuff around, <laughs> like let's we're, we're we're gonna think about what a, <laughs> we're gonna have a poll yes mighty dame like. what does a mighty dame smell like and keep it keep it fresh now yes keep it keep fresh training not post training <laughs> sometimes oh my god this is gonna be so much fun i definitely think we're gonna do this um i'm going to put a post up i'm gonna put one up there and ask amazing we were a scent <laughs> yeah so yeah so we we blend everything like I get like all the oils and I blend mm-hmm. everything up and we try to make the sense like make sense for yeah. what it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have like berry bolo, which of course okay. it's a size scented. We have freshly washed geese, which is like, like a lawn, like a fresh laundry smell. I gotcha. And then we come out with like a bunch of crazy stuff. Like um, we have right now we have devil's handshake for wrist locks. And it's our it's orange and sriracha. Oh well, so that has to be spicy. Yeah, it's spicy like a wrist lock. Exactly. That's, that's awesome. Oh my god, that's you know what? Like I said, as soon as I saw you were doing this, I thought it was amazing. I love seeing I love seeing people um, find the path in jujitsu, but I really love to see women become yes. a business owner within the sport. because and besides just owning a gym even though that's still kind of a rare thing we don't have that many but we're getting more so I like that you found another nook that you could fit into the jiu-jitsu my whole life I just wanted to do crafts for money (laughs) (laughs) and finally I I have a business where I can just do crafts (laughs) oh my gosh that's hey you're living the dream is what I'm hearing I mean you know honestly I really am I have no complaints like you know I got some aches and pains from jujitsu but I I in a normal day-to-day I get to like make some candles do some fun stuff roll with my friends eat some bread and then <laughs> go to sleep you know what I mean like what, what I got you really ask for what, like, what what is the meaning of life if not that that's what I'm saying. I mean, I like, and then sometimes I get like miserable and I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like you literally have a dream life. And it's, then I'm like, snaps hey. me out a little bit. I'm like, huh. Okay. Then, I do want to ask you about something I saw on your Facebook page and we've kind of, you've kind of alluded to this a couple other times. So I was scrolling, you know, as I, as I do before <laughs> I interview someone, I saw an album. I was like, well, this is my shit. <laughs> Social distancing food album. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, I'm going to add a picture of this, but I saw some garlic dill pickles that looked amazing. Make a good pickle. Make a good pickle. <laughs> Make a good pickle. So let me preface by saying that I went to culinary school in okay. 1987. Okay. And 20 years as a professional chef. Wow, okay. that makes a lot of sense. Cause I'm like, yeah. well, this is quality <laughs> looking like food. See, like my food puts like, oh, all right. And I'm like, well, no, no, no. You just met me at jujitsu time. Mm-hmm. I had a life before jujitsu. <laughs> jujitsu was food. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I, I was a, I was a pastry chef. I was a, an executive chef for literally 20 years. I, I retired at 38, which was two years ago. Like mm-hmm. full, do full time jujitsu work at the gym. And, um, yeah, I, I like ran bakeries. I mean, I did the, the work, I worked at Whole Foods for a couple of years doing like wow. bakery. So yeah, I, I can cook pretty good. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So what's the, what's your most favorite thing you've made so far in the COVID world? So like- I love bread. Mm. Bread has been really fun. So, um, what is some, you know, okay. So we got obsessed with this strawberry salad. Okay. 
which was delicious. So I don't know like what you're into, but it was. I uh, love some fruit in my salad. I'm with it. Baby spinach, red onion, strawberries, goat cheese or feta. Love goat cheese. Nice grilled chicken, but lemon poppy seed dressing. Ooh. It was delicious. It was like honey, lemon juice, olive oil, salt and pepper, poppy seeds. Okay. Try it. It's you know what for the recipe if you want it (laughs) okay like one of my favorite salads that I ever had was a mango and duck salad and it was like on some um some mixed greens and I remember looking I was like I am not eating this this looks disgusting and taking one bite like I need to order another one of these this little side salad is not gonna work for me but um and 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 goat cheese as well I love me some goat cheese now but yeah, um, most of I get down with a lot of the breads. So I just made some ube bread, like purple purple sweet potato bread. Ooh. And I'm perfecting it right now. All okay. the purple belts are obsessed. <laughs> what is it with purple that you, like when you're a purple belt and you have to have like literally everything purple? I went through the same phase. And then I got my brown belt and I was like, everything looks like poop. Everything is blah. Yeah, you're like, eh, brown belt. But purple belt, I had like a purple petty for like three years. Like I was just like, I'm just going to get my toes on purple. So I would have been all over this purple bread. Gotcha. Like, you would have so, made yeah. sandwiches for lunch and all. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What about purple? Is there purple meat? I don't think so. But maybe duck. If it's undercooked duck, there you go. I was <laughs> looking. Yeah, I saw your sourdough and I was like, oh, I could I could kill that right now. I'm a- I like tricked out my oven at home. There's mm. like double um, ceramic pizza plates. To keep oh, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... I told you I'm extra. When it comes to stuff, I'm like, hey. I do it a thousand percent and perfect it before I when Yeah. Okay. So now that we have spoken much longer than I was anticipating, but this has been fun. I've had a good time talking yeah. to you. Yeah. We're going to do the mighty minute. So like I said, the mighty minute is going to be um, 30, 60 seconds, rapid fire questions. You know what we do about 15, 16 of them that have nothing to do with jujitsu. Um, okay. I will have comments afterwards. Yeah. But they are, I would say there's no right or wrong answers. And we're, it's, it's going to be fun. So I'm going to start the okay. timer after I ans- ask the first question. Ready? What's your favorite breakfast food? Oh, Pop-Tart, strawberry. Okay. What's your childhood celebrity crush? Oh, my God. Um, I really can't remember having one. We'll circle back. How, um, how long does it take you to get ready in the morning? Five minutes. Did you ever go to sleepaway camp? Say it again. Did you ever go to a sleepaway camp? I did. Um, <laughs> what's your least favorite kind of music? Heavy metal, like screaming stuff. like <laughs> Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark. Um, first place you want to go post-COVID? Ooh. Vietnam Cafe. Um, favorite cartoon growing up? Shira. Um, Nike, Reebok, or Adidas? Adidas. How tall are you? 5'4. Um, Super Mario Brothers or Zelda? Ooh, Super Mario. Mini golf or go karts? Mini golf. What's your favorite candle scent? Ooh, the unicorn. Okay. See what kind of is there? I can't remember a crush as a kid. Am I getting old and I just don't remember? Hey, maybe. Well, you know, I grew up in the 90s, so we had like a bunch of like, again, like looking back, I realized how extremely gay I was. 
<laughs> in my choices. So like I was overly obsessed with the Spice Girls at a very young age. And the yeah. boys that I like typically have like very long hair. <laughs> I mean, look, you are who you are. Hey. I mean, heroes, right? Another one with that. There were songs. It was probably New Kids on the Block. I okay. Think that would be the first boy band kind of thing. But okay. I just, I just, I don't know. Yeah, so, I, um, yeah. I'm such a nerd. I just was like, oh, what's math? I like math. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's see here. I asked, you're five, four. Five four. I always thought you were taller. I for in my mind. I have you were, a lot of personality. Everybody says that to me. Oh They're yeah, like, I'm like you like five eight ish. Like nah, mm-mm, five four. I'm like a midget. If when you put me in front of the other girls, mm. I'm, I'm this much smaller than all of the other girls. Mm. Even the girls are like a hundred pounds less than me. I'm really oh. short. <laughs> I'm really short. <laughs> did not did not even think about it that way. Um, Everybody always says that to me. Okay. And let's see. Um, so what is what does the unicorn smell like? What is that? It is it's wildflowers and okay. sea or where is it? Let's see. It smells like I I just come up here and do this by the way. <laughs> it's like a lemony, a lemony flowery smell. So like jasmine, lemon. There's something, there's a scent, like a, uh, you know, they have that like umami scent mm-hmm. um, called ozone. Okay. And it reminds you of like sea air, right? Oh, okay. Like, and like there's that weird salty smell in the air that's in there also. Okay. It's not super feminine. It's not overly feminine to me. Like I don't like really sweet. Yeah. But uh, that that's my favorite. I think that's my favorite candle. Okay. Also, Let's it's see. for Lady Black Balls and that makes me feel There like you go. Me. <laughs> All right, let's see. What else on here do I want to know? Um, we did a 30 minutes, 30 minute session on coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, we did 30 minutes on coronavirus. We did at least 30 minutes on food. We did 15 minutes on jujitsu. <laughs> 15 minutes, that's all that we needed. And then we I'm ran through the smite minute. Not how bored we are watching jujitsu. See, this is what I will also say like, my interviews during COVID have are at least an hour longer than yeah, before it for human contact i'm telling you like you know everyone's fine i was like oh do you i always tell like oh hey it's only gonna take like an hour so i was like i'll try to keep your time like you know let's just let it flow <laughs> yeah, just you cut it up how you see fit <laughs> like it's it'll 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 work out fine um so what was your favorite what'd you say your favorite breakfast food was strawberry pop tarts okay so are you I like eating that much though but like if 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 you're asking me fast, I'm like yeah, yeah, I gotta. That's they're yummy. I am a s'mores pop tart person. I've never had those. Oh, listen. Now we it's were a game changer. Pumpkin spice ones. They came out like just in October or whatever. I utterly like, I refuse I'm, to do it. it I'm kind of basic. I gotta admit, like I'm definitely like a pumpkin spice latte girl. But like I was like pumpkin spice everything. I want it. So we have next right. Like, where I live, right next to it, I have a little shop, like a little strip. So there's a place called Ollie's. I'm going to do an Ollie's. Mm, it's, I don't think so. It's in the same vein as a Big Lots, only cheaper. Yeah. So they get a bunch of breakfast cereals and um, Pop-Tarts and stuff of like that kind of like, you know, grab and go type of things. They're always like off a season. So they have, right now, they have like the um, 
pumpkin spice pop tarts, pumpkin spice cereal. <laughs> you gotta load up now. We <laughs> have Same random Christmas there. stuff, yeah, and it's I love it. it's all completely random. And um, they had the s'mores, and the s'mores are a game changer. So it's chocolate and marshmallows inside. Yeah, it's and it goes in like lines. So it's a line of chocolate, a line of marshmallow. They have them at regular store. Highly mm-hmm. recommend. But oh, there's okay. ones you have to eat hot. You can't. You know, I was like, just like, cold ones hot now? or cold because strawberry you could totally have cold. Yeah. It's, it's you, ha- but like to me, you can't have a cold s'more. You know, to get the s'more, no, gooey. to get the. That's why I never like they have like s'more cereal too. Mm-mm. Yeah, it has to be warm. So maybe my thing smells like s'mores. Hey, I mean, to be <laughs> honest, there are worse things that someone could tell me than I yeah, smell like a chocolate s'more. and marshmallows. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Not mad at it. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. All right, yay! All right, so enjoy the rest of your day, and you as well. Thank you, tell the hubby. I said hello. I shall. I kept him banished out of the room. <laughs> he got kicked out. Yeah, um, I was like, but, no, it's loud. Sorry. There you go. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Thank you again, and like I said, I know we're gonna we're gonna chat again. Yeah, thanks for doing all this stuff. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you.